Hello everybody and welcome to episode number six of the Girl You Need podcast. Hola! I am loving it. The Girl You Need podcast is the podcast that says the things that us bloody girls need to hear be said. Cut the bullshit, listen to some real life normal, normal females. It's about self-esteem, which is the most important thing in the world. Self-esteem, body confidence, inner happiness, mentally positive thoughts and processes and thoughts and processes. What the frick? It's not thoughts and processes. It's about mental healthy habits and sharing with you the mantra, you do you, because that is the best you there is. Um, Okay, so this episode is amazing. My name is MJ Punter. Episode number six is all about Victoria Mottisad, who is someone who I knew I needed to get on the podcast because she is mega. Honest to God, I think I laughed the whole way through. She is just, well, not the whole way through, that's a lie, because actually she opens up a lot. We get really, really deep. We get really, really vulnerable. It's raw. It's emotional. And it's an amazing episode, something that I think everyone will be able to relate to in some part of this. There's giggles, there's emotions, there's there's a lot of a lot of openness going on. And I honestly couldn't thank Vicky enough for being so open. And, you know, it's important to say that because it's not easy to open up on a podcast or to anyone else but the fact that we're doing this and, and being brave about this and sharing how we feel about stuff is giving other people a platform to feel that they can open up as well people do message me and tell me about things that if ins- I've, I've these podcasts inspire people to feel like it's if there's a space for, for them to open up as well too which is one of the main reasons why I do it this podcast is about you um, and also I absolutely love it so you know I think you're gonna love it Vicky is someone that I've known for ages she's a friggin powerhouse like she's super gorgeous she's dead trendy she is someone that oozes confidence she is um top of the game you know smashing life she's got a gorgeous dog she's just moved into a new house that she just bought and she's she's like funny and gorgeous on the inside and the outside like she's definitely like a 12 out of 10 and do you know what it's like what was gonna say then can't remember it's gone never mind she's amazing let's just get into the episode this is episode number six enjoy i feel like you're gonna end up interviewing me (laughs) (laughs) honest to god right cheers Cheers, Gigi. Virtual cheers. Oh, God. This is so good. So definitely, I'm going to come and see you, right? Yeah. Oh, I am excited for this. I am super, super excited for this. So obviously, people that listen don't have a clue who, how we know each other and who we are. When I spoke to Joel, I was like, Vicky Mottershead is like the biggest powerhouse ever. Like, oh, my God, because we're so the same, hey? Like, yeah, we are literally the same. So, should we like say how we know each other and how we're like the complete same person? I feel like that's no. what we can start with. I think we can leave our guests in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a big mystery. 
<laughs> it, it might be a mystery to us by the end of the conversation, but yeah, like I can't remember when we met now. It was a long, it feels like a long time ago. Um, I was early twenties and I'm now about to turn 30. So it's like best part of the decade. And we met working at the hospital together. And um, I interviewed or shortlisted you to be interviewed for my, as my replacement. Um, and from the moment I met you, I was like, me and this girl are going to be best mates. And, um, and literally, I think I left the hospital at that point and went to work at a different place. And we and you kept in contact and we're just like bezies from that point on. I went to the Christmas party with you and I'd only met you once. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Lewis, I was speaking about this the other day because I was saying who's on the podcast. And I said, we, I think I walked into the Christmas party and you literally said, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then we were together. Didn't even know each other apart from saying hello at the interview. And then we were together for the whole night getting absolutely smashed. I don't even think I can remember the Christmas party. I think there's one photo of us from that <laughs> Christmas party and um, the flash is that bright. We both look like translucent, even though we were both fake tanned and like looked great at the time. I mean, what I'd give to fit back into that dress now, but God, yeah, what a night. We danced the whole night. No one knew who you were. No one wanted to know who I was. You were leaving. Everyone's like, ta bye. Who the hell is she? She's another Victoria. We don't want her in either. Oh, no. What can we say? <laughs> it was a good time. But about the whole I wish I could fit into that dress thing, can I just say, being 30, what happens? Is it the same for you? I don't know. I I think I work out a lot and I don't understand, have my bones gathered. I don't know. I think it's a bone thing because personally, I don't want to believe that I'm any fatter than I was when I was 22. No. And something that I think is in my head, some, so I, I genuinely think some of it, I've got body dysmorphia and I look in the mirror and see something completely different sometimes. Every damn day. I went to a, so I'm doing a body transformation program at the moment. Literally started on Monday. Okay. And, um, pardon? Yeah, at the gym. Yeah. Okay. And it's with like two of like two of my friends as well are doing it with me, and um, they handed me a t-shirt yesterday mo uh, Monday morning from the gym and said, you know, here's yours. And I looked at it and I went, that's tiny. I'm never going to fit into that. And the guy goes, you are tiny. And I was like, yeah, I think I've clear, I've clearly got body dysmorphia. And he was like, you definitely do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just one of those things as a woman, it's your prerogative to think that you're like, you know, living in shallow hell. And that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the film, I Feel Pretty? I've never seen it. But I literally look at that film and think, oh my God, how good would it be if we were all like her that was like, oh my God, I am beautiful. Like, have you seen it? Do you know what the... Yeah, I have seen it. Oh, okay. Is, right, get a drink down, me. Tell me to go on a night out with you or whoever. And I am that person. I'm like, and what? Here I am. Like, take me or leave me, whatever. And then, you know, get me on my own. And in my own head, I'm like, I'm fucking fat. I'm disgusting. I can't stop eating. I can't stop drinking. <laughs> it is bad though, isn't it? I'm the same. Yeah. I am the same. I have like one day to the next, I can be like, oh, I feel really fine today. And I'm like, gorgeous little tummy. And the next day I'm like, I feel like a whale. And I'm like, Tina the talking tummy and all that sort of stuff. And I love the reference. Isn't it though? <laughs> 
It is. I literally think that is what I, I can <laughs> It's cellulite, Sally. Look at all this badonky. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. Right. So, um, obviously, this podcast is all about self-esteem. Like, it's the biggest mm. thing that I like to talk about. And I think you said that you listened to the ones that I've done already. So I of course. Mine. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, and, you know, explain how literally probably this year I realised, which was quite a scary thing to realise, that... I've had a mask on my whole life. I've just been wearing this big confidence mask that's like, I'm this amazing, confident person. And actually I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually really, really not. So I think it's really interesting to know if who if you can relate to that. Like, is that, because I know you are, because we're the same, you're super confident. Like, can you relate to this like mask thing? Yeah, I mean, I am like two very, very different people in my head. Um, and I would say that most people probably know me like or see me in the same way that you've just described me as like exuding confidence, you know, constantly, you know, up for a laugh, outgoing, outspoken, um, you know, just on a one way track of like, this is where I want to be. So I'm going to do it. And actually, that is just not a true representation of what's going on in my head at all. Um and I don't, I can't explain why I'm like that. I don't know why I'm like that. But all I can say is um, I suffer very, very, very badly uh, with anxiety. Like I would say more so now than I have done ever before with uh, anxiety because about a year and a half ago, I experienced my first panic attack, um, which I'd never had before. And to be honest, I kind of thought, what the hell is a panic attack? Like, yeah. you know, people are just being really dramatic. Yeah. And also because people like the Kardashians and stuff use the word anxiety for everything, it kind of like demeans what actually anxiety is. And um, anyway, I, long story short, I was traveling a lot for work at the time. I was in not a very good place personally. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night full panic attack, sweating profusely, could not breathe, thought I was having a heart attack. Um, and it happened a few times, apart from this particular day, I'd driven home from, uh, God knows where I was driving home from in the country. And um, I saw, around Manchester area, I started feeling like I was having a heart attack again, I couldn't breathe. So I drove myself on the way home to Arrow Park Hospital and... Yeah. Um, and they did like an ECG, they did loads of tests, they were amazing. And um, the doctor that I saw, who was also absolutely fantastic in A&E, um, said to me, have you ever had a panic attack before? And I was like, no. But at this point I'd had a yeah. few panic attacks and didn't know that it was. Yeah. And at that point, um, I think the, the release of understanding, actually this is what I'm going through and I needed to acknowledge it was a huge point for me. I think I, I'd push myself so much and I'd put so much pressure on myself every single day. Um, in all aspects of my life, I do this in every single aspect of my life. This isn't just a work thing, it's not just a friendship thing or a love life thing, this is every single aspect. And I have this expectation of myself, like I have to be the best, whether it's like, I don't know why, because I, know, I wouldn't put that 
expectation on anybody else because it's unrealistic yeah. and yeah. it's not fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can't be the best. There is no such thing, you know, and actually what happens when you do that is that you're not the best because you're actually making it much harder for yourself. And I realized at that point that I needed to take some time and reevaluate um, where I was mentally. So this mask thing really had a huge, actually has a huge impact with me because I recognize it in myself all the time. Like it's, it's, it's something, and I don't know why. Like, and I'm very, very lucky that actually a lot of my friends um, who are close friends that I've known now for, you know, most of them since I was 11, um, know those both sides of me and they know that I actually really struggle like individually and internally when I'm left on my own. It's yes. a time when it's like, let's just check in on Vic. And actually they're all, like I would say, the majority of them are absolutely fantastic at that. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people talk about because they feel embarrassed. Yeah. And I'm not embarrassed anymore because I feel like this is who I am. Like, I really struggle mentally. It's me. Yeah. So, and I wish more people knew that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I, I think some of it is like a self-acceptance as well. Like, mm -hmm. accept, so like you said so much there I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god I can relate to so much with what you've just said as well and I think that some of it is about for, for, what I can relate to what you just said is that I accepting my anxious side of me so that side was something for me that I was like I was really really scared to say actually I am an anxious person I have anxious I'm not not labeling myself anything like that, but I am an anxious person in that I overthink a lot and I put pressure on myself a lot. And when I went to therapy, she said to me, um, which sounds similar to what you've just said about being on a treadmill at a speed that you can't keep up with. Mm -hmm. And when she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that is exactly what I do to myself. And it's a form of not loving yourself. You put yourself yeah. at the bottom of your priority because it's, trying to do everything to that such a high standard and then you just feel like drained but it's just so much pressure isn't it it is and I and actually you know I've always I think as well it comes from like childhood where it was very much an expectation like this is what you're going to do and you will be successful there was no you won't be successful and it's not a bad thing you know your parents want you to be successful they want the best for you but it becomes ingrained in you and it depends on like the type of school that you go to as well. And our, and the school that I went to was very much like, these are the thing, like this is what success looks like. And that's that. And I was very much against the grain of that. I was never top of the class and things because basically I just like to have fun as you've probably gathered from the intro of our call. I like, <laughs> I like, to, I like to have a bit of both. I'm not all on, I'm not one and I'm not the other, I'm, I am a bit of Hovis, 50-50. So, I like that. I like it, Hovis. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think um, I left sixth form at uh, 17, so I did lower sixth, and I felt horrendous in myself, to be honest. I knew it was the right thing for me to do, but the rest of my friends obviously were in sixth form, they were going to uni. I went to work full-time at Tesco, 
Um, they would, some of them would even see me in Tesco and would pretend they didn't know me. Um, you know, all these oh, types of things. And it really spurred me on actually to prove a point. Um, yeah. And I'm still proving that point, even though I really do not need to. And I don't know what, come. I don't know how you stop that because it's almost become ingrained into you to, to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and I am a, like you, I am a huge overthinker. I will overthink everything. I will sit there and fester in my own thoughts and punish myself for my own thoughts that actually are just all in my own head. Like nobody else has put them there. You know, maybe some people are, but yeah. <laughs> nine times out of 10, it's, it's all down to me. And I've also, you know, gone through counseling throughout a lot of my life. And recently started having counseling again because I just couldn't cope. Yeah. I was COVID as well. Like I was, I live on my own. So it was just a big shock. You know, someone that's constantly around people is no longer around people to uplift them. And it's sat out all day in their own thoughts. is like a really, it's a, it's a really mind blowing experience actually. And, uh, not the best one if I'm honest for someone like me and I think you mentioned it in one of your previous podcasts actually um about this is why you ended up looking into self-esteem and digging deeper into yourself and at some point you think do I really want to dig deeper do I really need to and I think sometimes it's really good to know yourself like I know myself very very well doesn't mean that I make the best decisions sometimes Sometimes I need to make the worst decisions in order for me to just have that moment and move, move on. But um, self-esteem and overthinking and that self-acceptance all go hand in hand and with anxiety. And if you get on a bad week or whatever it is, then, then it's obviously going to build up and up and up until you have a breaking point. And then you need to like almost reset yourself. Yeah. And that's how I see it. I have to reset, recharge my batteries and start again. Yeah. And I, I think that's what a lot of people in these situations do. And they manage it as like, it's normal. And it's not normal. No. It's like, so lockdown, I can 100% relate. I experienced loneliness for the first time, like actual full on loneliness. I thought I was depressed. And then I realized, oh my God, okay, this this is actually what loneliness feels like. It can cause depression. It, it is a thing. So I, I full on relate with that with someone who is also an overthinker. Then I was going down self-esteem path and then I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst time to be doing this. Yeah. But um, what was going to say to you then? So, so, so we sound very similar, but so in terms of like looking after yourself then, so it's, I don't think it's something that you can change it's part of your personality it's like society has and is still putting all this pressure on us to feel success whatever success looks like but you know you go on instagram and it's like horrendous because we're no longer in sixth form saying so like, okay well you're in sixth form and you've got to be successful to what your teachers say you're now looking at millionaires and comparing yourself with kim kardashian and saying okay i need to i need to have that lifestyle yeah so, what do you do to look after yourself? So I don't know if this is something that you're just starting to do, if you've gone through all that recently, like your self-love 
things? Is there anything that you do to, to try and, when you are overthinking, help yourself, bring yourself back in line sort of thing? I mean, I would love to be able to sit here and say, this is what I've identified for myself. Um, there are a few things that I do do purely for me, which is like, I make sure that I go to the gym or I go out on long walks. Um, I spend a lot of time with the dog because I feel like I, I I can have an outlet there. And actually, I don't have to... I can get distracted by other things and focus on other things at that point. Um, and the gym really helps with that because I find that that serotonin boost really helps me and lift me up, I think. But on the other hand, though, I can be very self-destructive. Um, last week, I'll give it as an example... If you'd have had this call with me last week, I'd have probably been sat here in tears right now saying like, oh. you know, I'm the wrong person for you to be talking to. I'm not going to be giving you tips on anything like this is me and I feel like crap and I hate myself and I, I just, you know, I'm just ready for like the next thing to top me over the edge. And genuinely, that's how I felt like the whole week. And I had panic attacks the whole week. I barely slept the entire week. And I was still going to the gym. I was still doing things to look after myself. But honestly, do you know the thing that I did do, which I hadn't done in a while, um, was I obviously was packing up my house to move on Monday. And so I played music all night for like hours on end, dead loud, and was dancing around my living room because it's the only way that I can kind of like, just kind of like sing mm -hmm. and, and just get yeah. out and just, have a bit of a like emotional charge it's it's a bit strange really but it really helps me and it helps me take my mind off things and apart from the fact that when I go to bed then my mind is in absolute overdrive and then I have to try and like use the app calm to try and like meditate and breathe through things and try and get my breathing steady because I find that that's something that really is not good for me mm -hmm. um and I know that I'm in a panic attack at the time. So I, I know that. And it's not like I'm oblivious to it. And it's not like I think um, I'm not going to come out of it because I don't think that. But at the time, I'm just exhausted. I feel genuinely drained and exhausted. So for me, it's hard for me to say. I, I surround myself with as many people as possible to take time away, like take it away from me being on my own, basically. Yeah. And that sounds ridiculous, because you shouldn't live your life like that, and I know that, but that's how I am. Yeah. And and I actually read something the other day, this is quite morbid actually, but it's something that I res it resonated with me really deeply actually. And I mentioned it to one of my friends, one of my close friends. Um, there was this thing on Instagram of this young, it was shared by this young lad's friend. And it was a video, this young bloke, he was in, he was in the pub, and he was having a few pints and he was laughing and joking with his mates. And the friend had said, you know, like half an hour later, an hour later when this lad was back at home, killed himself. And, but only like an hour before he was laughing and joking with his mates. And they were like, you know, on this post, it was like, why, you know, you could have told us. And I thought, yeah, well, at that moment in time when he was laughing and joking with you, he didn't feel the way that he felt when he got home. Yeah. And I understood that. Like I fully got that 100%. And it's, 
hard to describe that to people who don't have any sort of depressive issues. They don't have like ongoing manic states or self-esteem issues and anxiety issues and still get up every single morning trying to fight a, a good fight and yeah. on a really good face to people yeah. to then actually just feel utterly drained by the end of the day. And it's, it's a very easy thing to say, why didn't you talk to us? Talk to you about what? What I might feel like when I yeah. get home. I might yeah. not feel like that. I might, I might feel absolutely fine. It's hard to pinpoint. And I think this is something that I personally feel very, very strongly about. Is people just saying it. Like, I, I would have, even a few years ago, I wouldn't have said this at all. No. Um, yeah. But actually, this is me and this is how I feel and this is how I operate. It also makes me an incredibly successful person too. And that's not a good thing and it's not a bad thing. I am an overthinker. I always doubt myself. And so I try and try and try to basically compete with myself in order to be better because I, I literally sit here and think, what if this happens at work? Or what if that happens? What if I don't know the answer to this? And I get myself so het up but basically there's no room for me to fail because I've already got myself that work up that I've looked into every possible thing. And like, look at me, how can you say, you know, oh, well, you know, you deal with this and you deal with that. And actually you need to calm down because it's going to hinder your development. Well, it's not hindered my development, but my, what's going on in my head is very, very toxic. Um, but no one would know that. No. You know, and that's, and that is the thing. And I think a lot of, a lot of people go through it. A lot of women go through it because not only are we human beings, but we also are very hormonal and we deal with a lot of changes in our body and ups and downs and constants of like, God, one week you might be on a period. The next week you might be off it. Next week you might be back on it. Like all these things that never ever taken into account and absolutely should be. And they made a huge difference to your self-esteem. Like the first thing we thought about was like your body image. Bloody hell, like how can a woman feel 100% confident all the time in her body image? And hats off to any woman that does. Any woman, (laughs) you do you and I'll be stuck behind you applauding you. But like, if you do, and you're going through all of those things and you know, a lot of women have like, you know, polycystic ovaries or endometriosis or all these things that make life harder as a woman and they still get up every morning and put on a good face and they do all these amazing, magnificent things. Like, hell yeah, that is, that is the woman that we need to be stood behind because she's facing a battle inside that she never speaks about. And that's the God honest truth. And that's why I'm like, yeah, this is me. I'm, I'm a bit fucked up, but so are you. that was so powerful I was thinking I'm gonna have to listen to this on repeat again because what you've just said and the way you've just said it is like amazing that is I I'm gonna tell you so many people are gonna be able to relate to what you've just said and thank you so much for sharing because like you say it's not something that you can just openly talk about and you know a year and a half ago you wouldn't be able to say that so 
fucking go you for just being like this is what I'm like because you're right so many more people should be should be like that and just say this is what I'm like because it's hard when you are someone who overthinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and you've got all those things that you've just said you know reasons why we overthink to think am I the only one that's like this especially if you're you know it's not being to have an anxious um tendencies isn't necessarily someone that is off sick with anxiety you know like you said you're super successful and you are an anxious person so it's not just black and white there's there's so much more to it than that so Mm -hmm. um talking about success so because you are we have spoke about your assertiveness and your boss babeness a lot and I like I would see you as a female leader who I probably look up to like you are my GG which means go-getter for people who are listening and um, so assertiveness I think is something that women should definitely definitely be more assertive in work like we funny about and we say please, please. And we're very, very sensitive creatures generalizing there. So apologies, not mean to offend anyone, but you are quite an assertive person. So I want you to give advice on anything like an insight of being assertive or because if you're anxious, don't you like overthink and think, okay, well, I want to say that, but do you ever like hold yourself back and think I'm, I'm scared to say it? Or I know you want to speak, but I've got so many things that I want to ask you that I just keep talking. But do you know what I mean? Like, so one, I sit there and think, oh my God, I want to say something, but I'm a little bit scared to. Or two, I'm like, just fucking say it. Or three, I can say it on an email, but I can't say it to a face. Like, tell me stuff. Talk to me. Um, so I started next with me. Um, do you know what? It's not something that I wake up and think. I'm going to be assertive today. It's not, it's who I am. Um, and and actually, it's something that I've really, really, really worked on over the last year, uh, like probably five, six years to really shut up, to be honest. Like I am assertive and I will tell someone that they are overstepped or they're in the wrong or they just need to shut up basically because I'm, I don't need to hear the shit that comes out of people's mouths sometimes. We all know it. We all think it. <laughs> necessarily mean this to be said but I'm that person so if you ever need it saying I'll be your girl but um it's not I honestly I know I'm joking about it but uh, sometimes sometimes it's not funny um and it has gotten me in trouble in the past and you know what sometimes I think well it kind of needs to be said anyway sometimes I'm not gonna lie I don't sit there anxious and think should I say this should I not it's usually after no I will tell you the God's honest truth. I will sit here and I'll give this interview with you and I'll say all these things and afterwards I'll probably sit sit here and I will overthink absolutely everything that I've said. I do it every single day. I do it, like, honest to God, what goes on in my mind, most people would just be like, that sounds exhausting. Like, yeah, it's nonstop. Uh, but at the same time, I am a very, very black and white person. I see right and wrong, and I do not like seeing people being persecuted. I don't like people being bullied. I don't like people being just trodden down for just because someone thinks that they're higher on some sort of scale or friggin' pedestal, bollocks, absolute bollocks. And it pisses me off. And I don't care what your age is, what your job title is, how much money is in your bank. 
like have some bloody respect for people and that's usually what grinds my gears and that is usually when you will see my assertiveness because I don't I don't like it I will never like it and I will call it and I have had people work for me work with me who have seen this in full action and (laughs) they love it (laughs) the people the people on the other end of it however do not love it um no, and, and do you know what? I say it like I'm saying things in a rude way sometimes, but actually I don't, um, I just say it how I see it. Um, and usually men get to do that and women don't. And you'll see that in like the industry that I work in is very heavily male dominated and they get to say whatever the hell they want, but women are seen as aggressive. And I've been called it. I'm not aggressive. Um, quite honestly, I just think, most people if you're going to be a dick you're going to be a dick and you probably should know that you're being a bit of a dick so like think about it go home and think what was the need of being like that and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I am not um I am far from it but I will usually hold my hands up and say I went too far or I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings or whatever because because I go home and think about stuff so why would I do it to someone else willingly and I think more people need to think like that I had, I, I used to work for someone who basically used to speak to people however the hell they wanted on a daily basis and play what people off against one another and basically make people's lives a living hell. Um, we were all expected to work above and beyond all the time. And I told that person quite straight that would they like their children to be treated in the same way when they go to work? And it was like a, a rude awakening almost, like, oh my God, like I didn't know. Oh, come <laughs> off it. <laughs> no, you did know. You just didn't think that I would call you on it because you're of a certain level. And actually, I don't really care because I'm a person too. And I got up at 4am this morning to travel all the way to this place for you to put me down in front of all these people. No, like. So good. And that's not necessarily, it's not a necessary bad thing. It's not a good thing. I'm just saying we have to be a voice in a room and we have to be accounted for. And the biggest thing for me, and this is genuinely where I come from, younger people, male or female, sitting in a room, watching these things go on, they need to know that they count. Because I am, I am only 29. I'm going to... Milk that until December 7th. When I turn. <laughs> <laughs> and 29, but I have seen it. I've been there, seen it. I've caused arguments, I've caused rows. I've like, I've settled rows. I've been a mediator. I've done it all. And I can honestly say, you, you matter. And I don't care what somebody says about, well, you're not there yet, or you're not ready for that promotion, or you're not that, sob that. If you've got skills and capabilities and you think that you you can do something, then you can do it. You can learn a new skill. You can learn new things. Don't let other people put you down. And I am that person that'll be like, let's let's do it. Like, if you want help, I might not be able to help you, but I'll find you someone that can. And why can't you be that person? What harm does it do to you to be a good person as well as life? So assertiveness can be in so many different forms. And I believe that's what makes a good leader. It's someone that's not afraid to speak up or sometimes be the scapegoat because I've been that 
to. I've been the person that gets everything pinned on them, even when it really isn't me, because I'm loud. And it's not necessarily because I'm loud. It's because they don't like to hear the truth. Yeah. So, but you know what? The most success, successful people in the world have gone through all the trials and tribulations that have been thrown at them and they've come up trumps and they all go, look at me. I'm top <laughs> of the world. So, although what's going on in my mind might be absolute anxiety. <laughs> outside, I'm like, bitch, this is what we're going to do today. <laughs> And that's why people like working for me. <laughs> I'm literally sat here thinking, I think I want to come and work for you. Like, I'm not even joking. I think we do. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, me and you should have been working together a long time ago. No, I know. We'd be running the country by now. <laughs> Wouldn't be freaking hard, would it? <laughs> I think it could be better than what it is right now. Yeah, just a bit. I mean, I definitely need some like serious Arbonne under eye serum to go, <laughs> to go with it with my panic attacks. <laughs> but I get you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, assertiveness is like, so I, I was reading a book on um, self-esteem and it's so linked to being assertive. And I think for me, you know, in work, I will, I say in my mind and I'll say, just be bold you know just say <clears throat> and I'll say to myself be bold don't fanny about just say what you want to say you know you don't have to be all this fluffy stuff which sometimes I find that I do because I'm a, a bit of a people pleaser as well but I think mm. I'm getting older I'm much more like I've got no time for it and I'm just more you know yeah older. I would, I agree with that though. And I, and I find that hard because I hate to disappoint people. And I think that's where you're coming from as well. Like you hate that feeling of like, it's almost like guilt. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't want to upset anyone. But in my, in my most recent role now, I genuinely this year, I had to really take a step back and just be more selfish with myself. Cause last year was not a good year for me at all um personally and emotionally i was just not great and um this role now i've definitely taken a step back if people want to be an arse i'll let them be an arse yeah. because not not let them let them to the point where it's like they're walking all over me but to the point where i think i'm gonna go on a dog walk tonight and i'm gonna go see my friends and i'm gonna go to the gym like you know what, if you want to be like this, that's your prerogative, isn't it, pal? Yeah. And, and I just pity people more so now. I pity yeah. them because, you know, when you, you're on LinkedIn, I mean, oh my word, can we just put this out there? All these people, LinkedIn, oh, like female empowerment, males in the workplace, um, like equality, diversity, all this. And you know, like you're sitting with them and you're thinking, you are you messing <laughs> yeah exactly we all know exactly what i mean the hypocrites is what it is so now i sit there and i don't i don't bother i'm literally like practice what you preach or don't say anything at all so if that ever were to come up in a conversation i would happily say it yeah but now i won't go out of my way to say it no like i'm just like leave you to it mate you you're just a bit sad yeah. Like and that's how I see it. Yeah. It's like um I always see I always think this on Instagram, it's like 
girl power, girl supporting girls, da, da, da. and then I walk down the street and I get snarled at. Yeah. And I'm like, where are these snarlers on Instagram? Because on Instagram, we all love each other and we're like, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go out and it's like, mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like, you okay, hon? And it's that kind of attitude. And I'm like, well, I bet you're not like that on your Instagram profile, are you? I bet you are the happiest, most female supporting person that there is. So that whole practice what you preach thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm onto that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Social media is a very, very bizarre place to be as well, because let's be honest, it's all a bunch of crap, isn't it? I mean... I mean, uh, to be fair, if you follow me on social media, all you'll see is me and the dog. Maybe one <laughs> in a couple of mates. I mean, I'm not that interesting. The dog is, like, I'm not. <laughs> so, you are. Like, After this podcast, I think people are going to say, Vicky must have said, can you take over the podcast? You need to do your own podcast. Like, for sure. And I'll say, hell no. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll pair up with Gigi once a week if you really need oh, that in your yeah. life. But And we could talk about anything, couldn't we? Let's be honest. 100%. Let's be honest. 100%. We could literally turn the most dull, boring conversation. I could sit here and be like, I'm collectors. <laughs> and, and you still make me laugh. So I'm putting that out there for your followers. If you want a stamp collection, <laughs> Click like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. But yeah, um, I just wanted to say about social media then, about, um, I can't remember, it's gone out my head. What was going to say? I don't know. It's gone. It's gone. You Give me another one. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, what... Um, what I like to finish with, because this has been amazing. You have been like super empowering, amazing to listen to, fun, honest, emotional, love it all. You are amazing. I knew you'd be amazing to get on the podcast too. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so what I like to finish with, with people is, you're my second guest, so this will be a, a, a good thing that I take forward. Two tips for listeners on how to, anything to do with confidence, like manage confidence or, you know, be more confident or anything that you think can help with their confidence or self-esteem. And then the, the final thing is, what is your power confidence boost song? And at okay. the end of the episode, I will put that song on. And it worked really well. It's amazing. It's an amazing I, 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 love it. I love my outro. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I put a lot, thought, put a lot thought into my songs, I'm not going to lie. So you're going <laughs> to love them. First one, you're going to know. But second one, you're going to be like, oh. Okay, and that's going to be my outro. I know it. So, <laughs> but in terms of in terms of confidence, I mean, do you know what? I'm a, I'm a difficult one to say this because I mean, after listening to everything that I've just said, it'd be hard for me to say to someone, "This is what you need to do." But what I would say is like, surround yourself with people who are good for you. You know, people who actually care about you and will do things for you. I am a, I am absolutely horrendous at um, relationships in terms of, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. I'm, I'm unsuccessful in that territory, but I have the best friends ever. They are magnificent and I wouldn't change them for the world. I've been so lucky with the amount of friends that I have. 
all female, all absolutely amazing in their own right. And they in themselves will uplift you to feel confident in yourself. And they should because they're your friends. That's what they're there to do. Yeah. And that's how that relationship should work. And I think do something for yourself. Don't do something for anyone else. Do something that's purely for yourself, whether that's to go to the gym, whether it's to dance around your living room, whether it's to go out and sing from the rooftops. I don't know, but do it for yourself because no one will look after you better than you will look after yourself at the end of the day. And you have to remember it because otherwise it's a slippery slope from there. And I think that's the, that's the best advice I can probably get. I love them. I absolutely love them. That do thing for yourself is like my favorite because I've started doing yoga every morning, which I've wanted to do for ages. And I was going to say before when you were talking, but you said that much. I had so many things I wanted to say, but you should, have you tried yoga? I have. I've done hot yoga. I've done all sorts. It's bloody brilliant. I spent a lot of money and it's all gone down the pan now. Okay. <laughs> Yes. There's no flexibility in these joints, man. <laughs> so there's a there's a woman on YouTube called Adrienne, and she does like a 30 day yoga challenge. Because I struggle to meditate, but know that for my brain, I, I should meditate. So yoga is a form of meditation. It's just like body meditation. Anyway, I've been doing it every morning. Oh, I'll, I get up at five o'clock in the morning because I love it that much. Like I do not get up at five o'clock in the morning unless it's for yoga. Like it's like a new found thing that I do and she's on YouTube and she does little 20 30 minute videos that's amazing that is amazing because I so uh, like I was saying I did this body transformation thing at the moment and we get up at like five half five and we're in the gym for six to go and do that now you tell me to get up at five half five any other time of the day and I'd be like nah mate (laughs) but I know that it's good for me I know it makes me feel better so actually you got to do what you got to do. And I think that's the right attitude to have. A lot of people scoff at it until they do it. And then, and then they're like, actually, this is making me feel great. I get better sleep for it. I've got less anxiety, less stress, all those things. They're only positive, aren't they? Yeah. So. And I think um, that I am starting to realize that it's good to do these things and look after my body. And the more I do the positive stuff, the better I feel rather than, you know, when I eat loads of rubbish food, for example, I'm just doing nothing but damage my body and make myself feel like utter shit. Although, although I do it all the time. I do love a bit of bad food. Yeah, but this is the problem. Like, I love bad food. It makes me feel like shit. It puts weight on. And I'm trying to look after my body, but I'm such a foodie. It's the hardest. Mm. I've got a beer now. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, food and drink I just love it yeah you know what I mean it's hard isn't it I know we're meant to be finishing this podcast but I just like to talk about this stuff isn't it hard though I'm trying to like be positive it is hard it's a daily struggle I think everyone goes through it and you know what like I see people in the gym that are like so dedicated and I think bloody hell like how the hell do you do that but I also know that I'm not that person and quite honestly I like not being that person I do like, I like my food, I like my drink, I like exercise, I like going walking. No one's going to tell me that I'm not healthy. I do moderation. I am balanced, my friend. <laughs> there is a seesaw going on and it's, it's doing this. It's literally like this. So get off my back, everyone. That's on it. 
bugger off. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it. And, you know, for us, I'm going to say normal people, but when we've got the jobs that we've got and, you know, we're doing this sort of thing outside of work as well and with everything that we do, like, like you say, moderation. But I struggle to tell myself moderation. I need to do that more and just think, just chill, just chill. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but look, yeah. gorgeous. Aww, my Gigi. So are you, gorgeous girl, and a go get her. Aww. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Good, like quadrupling the G's there. I know. Right? I know. G squared, is that? I don't even know. My maths is awful. No. <laughs> right what's your song right i'm gonna start with one because i know you're gonna love it okay from my alexa wait i'm prepped can you hear her wait there let me put the volume up gg okay because we ain't messing we ain't messing here right let me play her again okay It's not about the lyrics, it's about the beat, how it makes you yeah. feel. Put that on your car on the way to work, you're stressed out, get it on, boom, you're feeling Beyonce. Get your strut on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much of a good dancer you are. Like, I forgot that when we went out, we actually won the dance the whole time doing actual dance moves because we both think that we are Beyonce. I totally forgot that until you just went. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> I'm ready for the call. I mean, my joints aren't as supple as they used to no. be, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> and the whole dance floor's open again. <sighs> Tell me about um, it. Now, this is my actual song. Okay. Uh, ready? <laughs> Have you heard the song? Oh my god, I love it. See? Called because what I'm gonna do is at the end I'm gonna put that on. Woman, Kesha. Oh okay. Yes. And you know what? Listen to the lyrics of this song. Okay. It's like, yes, Kesha. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Love it. Love it. I'm gonna add that to my I've got a I've got like an uplifting playlist, but I feel like I should call it. Or is it called Boss Babe? Or is it called, I can't remember what it's called. But I'm going to add this to it anyway. She sings it. And you're like, yes. yeah. And you know what? Whack this on. You're about to go into the office. You know, you're going to have to deal with a load of assholes that day. And you're like, I've got on. I'm going to absolutely ruin you today. Boss it. <laughs> Put my heels on, off I go. <laughs> <laughs> Next, 
male or female, put your heels on, off you go. You do you. <laughs> love it, you do you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to end the recording. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. You are a boss, babe. Thank you very much. So are you. <laughs>